Welcome to the Pets Who Thrive podcast, where we cover all areas of natural animal health and challenge what we've been conditioned to think regarding how to raise and keep a healthy pet. My name is Tammy. I'm an entrepreneur and a certified animal naturopath with a passion for animals and empowering other pet owners with tools for creating the healthiest version of your amazing pets. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome. I'm so glad you're joining me today. I have an awesome guest. Um, Billy Hookman is here and he is with Green Juju, which makes some amazing products. And I am so excited for him to share with you what these products are, how they work, and why it's something that we should be adding to all of our um, pets' bowls. So welcome, Billy. I'm so glad you're joining me today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So first of all, can you kind of give us a little bit of background on the company, like why it was started, who you are, maybe the philosophy? Yeah, absolutely. So Great Juju was started um, by Kelly Marion, who is the owner and founder. Um, We are a very small, tight-knit crew because it is just me and her. So she's the owner, founder, and, you know, I guess CEO, and I am the uh, vice president of the company. And for... um, So, you know, it starts in a lot of ways, like I think a lot of people can relate to. Kelly had a dog that was very, very, uh, meant a lot to her who started to deal with some health issues and had a very rare joint tumor and needed to have uh, surgery to amputate, um, to give her, you know, a fighting chance at at kind of moving forward, um, just generally. And so she wanted to get Bailey who had a lot of health issues, right for that surgery and, and to be able to be as healthy as possible when she became a tripod. And so she, you know, was doing a lot of juicing in her own life and, and wanted to, you know, instill some of those same benefits into dogs, into her dogs specifically at the time. But she knew that those dogs would also need all of that fiber added back. So, you know, she started juicing those vegetables, but adding the pulp back in there. Um, and that's really where, um, Green Juju was born. So she didn't mean to make a company. She just, you know, it it came about that way, which is, you know, I think in terms of philosophy, I think that's how we want to continue today. And that's not to make products just because you're a pet food company and want to, you know, make money, but to make products that matter and to make products that make sense and fulfill a need, you know, without just, you know, copying someone or something like that. And so, you know, ever since I joined Green Juju last June, um, it's been a really great collaborative process in fulfilling that vision. And so we've got a lot of great products and I'm also looking forward to the future in which uh, we'll have a lot more great products as well. That's awesome. Well, and I know for some people, you know, adding greens, you know, to a, to a pet's food or to a pet's bowl may seem a little foreign. And I wanted to see if you could maybe give us something that backs up why adding those greens um, is so important. Well, I think it seems foreign because of the fact that in the pet food industry, plants were used in the wrong way for so long that, uh, you know, we kind of swung too far in the other direction to say that, you know, dogs don't really need plants. What I mean by were used wrong was because plants are, Aside from really coconut oil, which is uh, saturated fat, plants are good for the things that we use them for, which is what I'll talk about in a second. But they're not a great source of protein or fat for dogs, just generally, um, really, or for people. But um, so 
in, you know, kibble for many, many years, we, because it's cheaper, we've been using those plants as a protein source, as, as fat. Um, and so we kind of swung too far in the other direction, but we really need to utilize plants for what they're good for. And that is for, you know, a wide variety of antioxidants that is for fiber, that is for, you know, vitamins and vitamin precursors like beta carotene and minerals. And one thing that we always point to, um, is, you know, a good premise for, I think, our, our green blends and our golden blend is there was a Purdue University study in 2005 that showed they were looking at bladder cancer and it showed that um, dogs who ate dark leafy greens three times a week were 90% less likely to get the cancers that they were, the specific cancer they were looking at. And dogs that ate yellow and orange vegetables three times a week were 70% less likely. That's and pretty so, powerful. Yeah. And those were kibble fed dogs as well. So those were dogs eating a processed diet. And, you know, I always like to talk about probabilities. Um, you know, we're trying to dogs and dogs and cats don't have the best genetics. And that's because the number one, uh, influencer of gene expression in humans and dogs and cats is, uh, is, you know, the genes that your mother passes on to you. So you, there's something called epigenetics and you can affect those genes with how you eat as well. And, you know, whether, you know, increasing the pro uh, probability that you won't get a certain disease condition, but also weighs heavily on what, you know, your mother, your dog's mother ate when she was pregnant or your dog's mother's mother. So it goes back several generations. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that's why I think it's hilarious when people say like, oh, I'm pregnant. I can eat whatever I want. And you're like, oh, no, no, no. You have to eat <laughs> as healthy as possible. I promise you. But so, you know, a lot of people out there rescue and have no idea what their dog's mother ate or their dog's mother's mother. So we run into this issue where we have a malnourished mother giving birth to a malnourished mother that gives birth to a malnourished mother. Now you have 10 generations of, you know, all of the, all of the, um, of bad gene expression. And so we're all kind of behind the eight ball, you know, even those of us that have, you know, you know, well-bred dogs, raw fed dogs, that kind of thing. We're all sort of behind the eight ball. So this is the best way adding fresh foods is really the best way to uh, increase the probability that, you know, you can, that your dog is going to be healthier. And we know this because there's a lot of new science that you can look at um, like, you know, I, th I'm sure a lot of your, uh, listeners are familiar with the forever dog book and some of the publications that are coming out lately. Um, a lot of which has to do with plants and the science behind why that works. Um, so we are truly the easiest way to get as many plants into your pet's diet that are low carb and high in antioxidants and in different types of fiber, um, you know, on a daily basis. Yeah. Well, that's, that's amazing. And, um, it is something that a lot of people don't realize. And I love that there's a study behind it that even proves how powerful um, those green leafy vegetables can be. Um, can you maybe go through, you guys have some amazing uh, blends and there's a lot of thought behind each one in regarding the ingredients and how they work, you know, synergistically to create the best, um, I guess, antioxidant powerhouse. Um, and so I was just wondering if you maybe could just walk us through some of those greens that you guys have. Yeah. And I, I think it's important to realize that, you know, a lot of dogs don't just naturally, uh, 
you know, gravitate towards if you're going to throw a salad on the ground, your dog won't eat it necessarily. So a lot of people don't realize this good formulation is, is about the nutrition of the product, but it's also about the consistency of the product. Um, that leads to the palatability of the product. So our, our green blends have both coconut oil and bone broth, with, which lends to the uh, palatability. But also when Kelly put those together, she was looking at specific consistencies as well. So you can't just say, hey, we're going to blend up a bunch of kale and, and it's going to have the right consistency. So, you know, in blending those things, that went into it as well, which I think, um, you know, a lot of people don't realize about about really the the brilliance she put into that, uh, you know, when we fir- when she first started. So we have two different green blends. Um, we have the Just Greens, which is the original that Bailey was um, eating. Um, and then we also have Bailey's Blend. So Just Greens is, what I love about it is it's very high in, you know, as you can imagine, dark leafy greens. So kale and dandelion greens are two of my favorites there. I'm also a huge fan of um, the parsley in it. Um because while it's, you know, lower down on the ingredient list, a little goes a long way. Parsley tends to be um, just like uh, cilantro that's in the Bailey's blend. And some of these herbs tends to be um, really high on something that's called the ORAC scale, which is uh, what measures anti one of the methods by which they measure antioxidants in food. So it measures the antioxidant activity in food. And so things like cilantro and parsley, which are featured in, in each of those blends, are typically very, very high on that list, um, which is great because they're also delicious. And I think one of the reasons that, you know, humans get those things kind of, you know, snuck into their diets as well. On a side note, my wife is like crazy about cilantro. When we make like, when she makes tacos, it's essentially a cilantro salad on top. I love that. I'm a big cilantro fan myself. (laughs) So, and I always think about, you know, unfortunately and fortunately when you, when you, work with food, you just look at nutrients a lot of the time. So that's, you know, a lot of the time, I, that's what I'm thinking when we eat that. But, um, but the, both of those blends are going to be uh, 3% net carbs. So they're very low in carbohydrates. Um, we also have things like broccoli and cauliflower, which are going to have those, you know, those sulfur containing compounds that are very anti-cancer um, in regards to that. So those are great to rotate through. The Bailey's blend also does something very unique in that it ferments in the refrigerator. So if you just thaw that thing out and it's in the fridge for eight days, the pH on average will be down to about four. What that means is that because there's cabbage, which is a inoculator of good, good bacteria in a wild ferment, and then there's lemon, which is an acidifier. So lemon actually brings the pH down to where those good bacteria <clears throat> from the cabbage and some of the other uh, vegetables there uh, come out and, and grow. And then as they grow, it's going to lower the pH more. And so those are going to be wild. Uh, those are going to be soil-based probiotics from a wild ferment. So we're not inoculating that with a specific culture. We're just letting those wonderful, you know, uh, soil-based probiotics, which actually are better set up better in the gut and last longer. Um, so if people just leave that in their fridge for eight days, what I like to do is just use it for, you know, buy the biggest container, use it for eight days fresh. And then after the eight days, it's good for another two weeks. And then you can have those different fermented um, uh, nutrients as well. So it's kind of like you get two nutrient profiles in one product. Um, we also have a, you know, going back to that study, we also have an orange and yellow blend called the golden blend, 
which features things like squash and turmeric and golden beets. Um, the thing about uh, that is one thing that we're kind of highlighting right now between all those blends is what we call the 17 plant challenge. So some of those uh, plants in the blends are going to overlap but a lot of them aren't. And so if you in one month or three weeks or however long it takes you to get through three containers. So we recommend just using, let's say you start with just greens, use that until it's gone, then move to Bailey's blend, then move to the golden blend. You'll be getting 17 different plants in your uh, dog's diet, which is going to contribute to a better microbiome uh, through different types of fiber. It's going to be obviously a lot of different antioxidant types, a lot of different vitamins and minerals, um, precursors. So, you know, ever since joining, I just, I just, when I feed my own dog, I take a lot of pride in, in putting the products into my own dog. I formulate my dog's food, you know, every day I'm a, I say this a lot, but my favorite thing is waking up in the morning and drinking coffee and feeding the dog. It's just my, I wake up before everyone, my wife and the baby. So, um, it's my time to, you know, relax and, and put my mind to work and, and, I typically do something different with them every day. So, um, but getting to add those plants, I've come to, I've always appreciated plants, um, in, in food, but ever since, you know, Kelly's educated me a lot since joining green juju and I even more appreciate that now and just appreciate when adding those things in. And so I'm just happy regardless of your kibble, you know, your dog is kibble fed or you make your food or you're feeding a commercial raw, all of these blends, are going to add something and make that diet better, no matter what the diet is. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, I, I also agree with the feeding of the dogs. I know sometimes it's a lot of work, but it's so cool when you know, number one, they love their food, and number two, you're giving them the best diet you know that, that you can give them. So it's rewarding for sure. Exactly. You guys also make a lot of, um, or several other products, um, some bone broth, some treats. Um, could you maybe, uh, speak a little bit about some of the other, um, items that you guys carry? Yeah, we don't just do frozen products. So we actually do do a freeze dried variety too, of the, um, of the just greens. Um, so that's for those people that, you know, need convenience or going camping, going on a trip. Um, like freeze-dried products better. Um, and that one features nettles, which is a great um, antihistamine plant um, for helping itching and, and seasonal allergy issues. Um, we also make a line of treats that pairs organ meat, high amounts of organ meat, heart and liver with um, antioxidant colors in foods. So you look at, um, we have bison, green, beef red, duck, orange, uh, and salmon blue. Um, all of those are, um, organ meat. And in the salmon fish, typically salmon or small fish really acts like organ meat. It's high in, you know, vitamin A, vitamin D, um, all the B vitamins. It's very nutrient dense in that way. So we pair that organ meat, uh, with different antioxidant colors. So for instance, it's dandelion greens, kale, and kelp in the bison green. And it's, um, and so each one of those colors is going to have a relevant antioxidant. So even if you don't use our blends, you just want to get, you know, those antioxidants in there. All of those are 85%, uh, meat and 15% plants outside of 
the bison is 96% meat and 4% plants. So um, it just it just depends on really which preference is there, but you can also rotate between those things as well. It's a great way to get organ meat into your animal's diet, as well as, you know, obviously those those plants because we're mostly a plant-based company. Um, and then you go, we also have a bison liver treat. Um, and I do want to go into our sourcing. All of our meat, you know, is uh, grass-fed where grass, you know, is appropriate. So I think the term grass-fed gets blanketed to like people be like, you know, I get, I have a pig raised for my family every year and people say as a grass fed, well, pigs eat a lot more than just grass, you know, right. they root around and, and chickens, for example, um, or turkeys or ducks pretty much at every farm, even if it's a pasture farm are getting supplemental feed. So I, I do like to make that distinction, but we are using ethically raised animals, animals that are outside um, you know, in the case of the bison and the, and the beef, they're grass fed. And so we also make two bone broths that are novel proteins. So we make duck and bison bone broth and bone broth is one of those incredible old remedy foods. So in my study in the last, you know, 11 years ish in the pet food industry and in developing products and, you know, educating on nutrition, I find that really the industry and and both people, nutrition and dog nutrition, we're just moving towards what, you know, traditional foods that, that people used to consume. So whether it's raw milk, whether it's, you know, uh, in the human world, uh, butter, whether it's, um, eggs, whether it's, you know, bone broth, there's a reason why, you know, it developed as a tradition that when you're sick, your mom used to make, you know, bone broth, you know, chicken soup for you, um, because of, the healing properties of that. You know, if you're looking at the collagen, if you're looking at, you know, that protein amount, if you're looking at uh, the hydration and the minerals provided there, these are ways that, you know, it's hard to quantify, but, but in, in tradition, we, um, it's sort of like, you know, eating on processed greens. I mean, why is it good for your dog? Because the body knows what to do with, um, with all of those compounds versus, you know, a supplement or something like that. So bone broth is a really great way to not only hydrate, but to present all those nutrients in what's called colloidal suspension, which means they're suspended in water essentially. Um, Cause in nature, when nature makes food and I'm mostly talking about eggs and milk here, um, it puts it into a lot of moisture and that's because it absorbs better. That's why if you look at studies, uh, vitamin D is absorbed better if it's in a liquid state versus uh, a powdered state or something like that. And it makes sense because your body, it assimilates more easily into your body. And so um, bone broth is just a great way to do that. So if you wanted to use our freeze-dried greens and rehydrate it with that, our bone broth, that would be an amazing start. Um, and I would just encourage all your listeners, if you're using kibble, to you know not only add at least a couple additives. Um, you know what, if you took a kibble fed dog and you said, okay, I'm going to make a a commitment to, I'm going to use one of these blends. I'm going to rotate between them. And then I'm going to, um, use the bone broth every day. I mean, your dog's diet is going to be exponentially better, um, with not a ton of effort. And then you could use the treats as well. So it really just depends on what you want to do. Um, but all mammals need unprocessed healthy food to some degree. Well, and I appreciate the commitment that you guys have to the sourcing 
of your proteins as well, because I know that um, there's a lot of um, unethical practices out there. And it sounds like you guys are really um, just just kind of next level when it comes to what you're willing to use for for the your products. Yeah, it's one of the things that actually drew me to working with Kelly in the first place was because I've had a lot of experience, both work wise and in my own life. I live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, and, you know, for feeding my own family, I take a lot of pride in, in, you know, being sort of disconnected from the corporate food system, um, and have done that, you know, an animal, uh, for feeding animals for a very long time. But there, in working with some of these, you know, smaller family farms, I know for me personally, I take a lot of pride in the fact that no one owns my food, you know, no, no big corporation owns my food. It's just, the farmer and in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's also, yeah. And, and obviously with how times are right now, um, there's a lot of advantage to, you know, having that just in general. And so we like to bring, I think that model to, um, it was actually funny though, because, um, me and Kelly both are very health conscious about the way we eat, but we are exactly the opposite. So I eat, mostly animal products, including raw animal products like eggs and milk. And she eats none of that. And she eats a mm. lot of greens. And, and so, you know, it just goes to show you that it, it depends on the dog or the human and in terms of what works for their own body as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so is there anything else that you would like to mention today? Cause I know we've covered a lot of really good, um, the products and some ways to kind of incorporate it in and the differences that they could see in the health benefits. Is there anything that you would really like to, I guess, leave people with um, as we close up today? Um, I would say, you know, one on, on the company side of things, uh, you feel free to just, you know, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to us. Um, as of this recording, because you know someone could be listening to this ten years down the line, um, there's only two of us in the company. So you know you can reach out to if you reach out to info at greenjuju.com, you'll be getting me or Kelly to reach back out to you. So you know when it comes to transparency, when it comes to knowing us and knowing who makes your food and why, that's something that's very important to us, and we want to connect with people on that. So if you ever have any questions or just want to say hi or anything like that, you know, people can always reach out and we do have some, you know, exciting stuff coming up very soon. And throughout this year, I think that's really going to be incredibly unique in the industry. There's nothing like what we're coming out with in some cases. And so, um, very excited about that. And, um, the other thing I'll mention too, is for, for those people, uh, listening, if all of this seems overwhelming and, you know, you're feeding a processed diet, just share some of your food with your dog. So I'm a huge proponent of there's no such thing as table food or human food. There's just food and we all need it. So make sure it's healthy food. I'm not talking about pizza crusts or, you know, uh, muffins or something like that. But, you know, I do this all the time. So, um, in fact, my daughter, who is 11 months old, does this all the time with the dog. It took one time of her being in her high chair for Huckleberry to sit and stare up at her. So these are things, and she eats, as you can imagine, a very healthy diet as well. So 
Um, these are things that contribute to Huckleberry's nutrition. If I am, you know, if we have fruit in the, let's say we have raspberries for maple in the refrigerator, I'm going to, if I'm at the fridge, give those to Huckleberry. Or if I'm making chili and I have two pounds of ground meat out, I'm going to take some before it's cooked and give it to Huckleberry. So for those of you that are listening that think to yourself, like, I don't, you know, I don't really, this all seems weird to me at least share some of your food, not only because it's healthier, but because it's also more enjoyable. So, you know, eating one thing your entire life is not fun. So different flavors, different things. And the byproduct is your dog will love you more. So. Absolutely. Well, and we're excited too, because I've, I've actually heard about this company for some time now, but we didn't have a distributor in our area that carried it here in Texas. And so now um, we do. And so we're very excited. We've already got customers asking for it that know of the company. So um, I also want to mention that um, we're going to be able to have some samples for those that, you know, want to try out the products. So um, I, I just think it's going to be a great addition to um, the products that we carry at Bark Avenue. So absolutely. Well, we appreciate it and are happy to be in Texas and the surrounding areas. Yeah. <clears throat> well, thank you so much, Billy, for taking the time to educate the listeners on your um, your products. And um, we're just, we're really excited to get them going. Absolutely. All right. You have a wonderful day. Thanks. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you love this episode, share it with someone who may also want to help their pet. You can share it now or post it on social media. Tag me in it so that I can reach back out to you. I'm so proud of you for taking steps to help your amazing furry family member. Talk to you soon.